Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland on News Talk. This week saw the 30th anniversary of CityJet. It's been a long 30 years with some ups and downs, which uh, saw an evolution of the business uh, where it is now a leading provider of jets to European airlines. Delighted to be joined in studio by a veteran uh, of the aviation business. He's the founder and chairman of CityJet, Pat Byrne. How are you, Pat? Very good, Bobby. Thanks very much. Thank uh, you for coming uh, in, Pat. Less, less of the veteran stuff. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> we're all veterans in our own way, Pat. But listen, bring us back to 1994, uh, 10th of January. Um, that first flight, Dublin to London City, where you had the uh, Richard Branson's Virgin Atlantic uh, franchise. And it was a very different business back then than it is now. It was very, very different. I mean, we'd spent the previous sort of two years uh, trying to get the whole thing together. And um, basically, um, I, I, I put seed capital in myself. I got institutional funding and I got some private investors. But I really was concerned we weren't going to actually make it in London with a brand called CityJet because nobody would have, would have heard of it. So I thought about uh, Virgin and Branson and I knew somebody who knew somebody who had a number. And, and am I right in saying that, that Branson's management didn't support the idea, but he did? Yeah, the princes in his castle were against it, but, right. uh, but he liked it. And I think that we, I, I developed a bit of a rapport with him, and I think he liked the idea behind it and what we were trying to do. So he, he said yes. And when the man from Del Monte says yes, the, that's all you need. Was there a lot of kind of learning as you went in those early days on the basis that, you know, aviation wasn't your back? Your background, but you, I know you were a, you were a keen uh, pilot and that kind of things. But like this was groundbreaking stuff when you know uh, the business model was probably changing, and you were up against the big guys. Yeah, we're up against the big guys, and it, it was groundbreaking. But basically, I, I was coming at it from the point of view of being a business person first, as opposed to being an aviation person first. And I wanted to create an airline that I, as a business person, would want to support and fly on. And I'd been. Fed up with the with the you know the whole London service, Dublin London service, particularly over over years, and been been fleeced uh, price wise, and not necessarily getting a great service. And when London City Airport came on the map, I thought there's a good idea. Somebody should do that. And you know, usually when somebody says somebody, you look in the mirror and say, well, maybe <laughs> that's that somebody is me. I should do something about that. It was a tough station, though. I, you know, the business it, it did it did it ever make money? It made money a few years, but. There was it was a real roller coaster, wasn't it financially? Well, for a number of years, I suppose uh, the mantra really was: this week we try and lose less, right. as opposed <laughs> to trying to make money. But we did have a good run uh, when we went into ownership, uh, uh, into Air France ownership. We had a spectacular run of profits, actually. Um, in fact, for about three years, uh, CityJet, as a wholly owned subsidiary of, of Air France, was the most profitable unit per capita in the entire Air France group which was quite, quite, quite something, actually. So it actually did make money for a few years, but not enough years, that's for <laughs> sure. <laughs> that's a good way of looking at it. Well, if you look at all the spats along the way, Pat, examination twice, um, there was a dispute with the Russian supplier of planes, there was a problem with the, with the tax man on... So you've, you've been, a, you've been a, a warrior all the way, like in, you've taken on some, some big battles... 
Well, when I was a six-year-old kid, I always wanted to be a fighter pilot. So I suppose that <laughs> there's, uh, I'm not a, not a, not afraid of 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 taking taking the fight to where it needs to go. I suppose uh, I never have been, um, but. Um, we don't go looking for trouble, but trouble seems to yeah. find us quite a lot. And anybody in business knows that. I mean, you, you've, you've got to square up to difficult situations. And if you really believe in where you're trying to get to, you have to do what you, whatever you have to do to make the business survive. You left the business for, I think it was just two years, and came back in with, a, with an MBO. Uh, was, was, was that an emotional decision? Well, actually, I left the business for quite a number of years, but I was still on the board. I was an non-exec right. on, on, on the board. So out of the 30 years of Zulijet. I've been connected with it for 29 of the 30 years. Right. But um, I, I, I left uh, and uh, I was a non-exec, but I, was, I, I went off to do other things, consulting and, and, and also uh, was developing a software business. Uh, came back in as, a, as a, an MBO. I basically approached uh, the less... When Air France sold Zulijet in 2014 to Intro Aviation in Nuremberg, uh, these were guys who, who uh, I think were opportunists really and I don't think they had a great strategy for the, for the airline. So I contacted the lessors of the uh, aircraft in Cityjet, whom I knew very well for many years. And I said, look, I, I, I see a lot of trouble on the horizon here. And they agreed. And I, they said, have you got an idea? And I said, well, I actually do. I have a strategy. And the strategy was to convert Cityjet into a, a, a wet lease business exclusively. Um, Maybe just explain that for our listeners. Uh, effectively, that's what they call, is it... Uh, ACMI, basically. Yeah, it's aircraft crew manage, uh, maintenance and insurance. So basically, we supply the aircraft and the crew and the maintenance. Uh, and you fly under someone else's badge. Under somebody else's badge. They pay for the fuel, they pay for all of the handling charges and so on. And, you know, they, they sell the tickets. We get paid a contract price for, for flying each flight. That's, that's basically the way it works. So the, the, the upside of that is that you're not really a risk taker in that scenario as long as you get paid. Yeah, we're not doing own brand flying, as we say, yeah. we're flying for somebody else. So we're, we're not a risk taker, except we have to make sure that we control our costs. And there's plenty of, there's plenty of, of other risks in the aviation yeah. business that we have to attend to. But basically, uh, I, I, I delivered my strategy anyway to the lessors and said, look, there you are. And they said, uh, yeah, we like it. We're going to put the money in. There's just one more thing. And I said, what's that? And they said, well, We'll, we'll do it if you go back in as CEO. And I said, no, no, I've got my own business, I've my software business to run. They said, no, 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 that's the deal. We'll put the money in, but you've got yeah. to go back in as CEO. And that's how I ended up going back in. Yeah, and, and you, you know, that's, that, was a, that was one that you, it was hard to say no to because it wouldn't have happened unless you went back in. It, it wouldn't have happened. And uh, I, I, I took the, opp- the opportunity. You, you rarely get an opportunity to go back. Some would say you should never go back. Uh, you know, you leave. That's the chapter that you should yeah. should remain closed. But uh, I was I was I was compelled really to to go back and see could we make it work. When, when you reflect now on the COVID years, which were very difficult for you and for your business, do you feel that the our government let the industry down in terms of dealing with the aviation sector? Like, if you look at some of your competitors. Ryanair were sitting on a whole load of cash. They would have been able to ride out two or three years, yeah. um, even though they still lost a huge amount of money. Yeah. But for businesses that weren't as liquid as, uh, as that, it, did you feel sold out by the government? Totally. Right. I think they massively let down the aviation industry. I think they let down Ireland because Ireland is so dependent on, on aviation being an island nation. You know, we, they, they, they basically turned us into a, a raft marooned in the Atlantic and, 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 you know, the services that were actually withdrawn and cut because of COVID. Now, they weren't alone. They were following what other governments were doing. But groupthink really 
sunk the aviation business. The group think of governments uh, in, in, in the West really sunk aviation in that period. And in terms of the cost to your business, it was significant. It was massive. Yeah. And basically, uh, we had five uh, customers for our wet lease business, five airline customers. Four of them invoked force majeure in the contracts and walked away. And the only one that st- stayed with us was SAS, uh, which was our biggest customer anyways, it happened. But they, they did stay with us uh, throughout the, the pandemic. But the others, uh, you know, abandoned ship, basically. I mean, they were attending to their own survival and, and, and their own needs. And I, I don't blame them for that. But that's that was the, the harsh reality that suddenly we were left with, you know, uh, one out of five of our customers. Yeah. And in terms of the resizing of the business now, uh, post-COVID, it, it, what's, talk to me a little bit about that in terms of number of planes that you have available for wet leasing, numbers of staff, that kind of thing. Yeah, well, going into COVID, we had 34 aircraft and we had 1,250 staff in seven countries. And uh, coming out of COVID, we were down to 20 aircraft and 400 staff in, 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 in two countries. And, right. Uh, that, was, that was a hell of a drop. We're back up now to... We've got currently 26 aircraft. Uh, we have 650 people. Um, most of them uh, are employed in Denmark. Uh, we have 120 people in, in, in Dublin, and we've got the, the rest, 500 in, uh, in, in Denmark. Um, so we're 26 aircraft, but I suppose more importantly, we've, we've, we've joined forces with Air Nostrum in Spain. We've created SARA, which stands for Strategic Alliance of Regional Airlines, which is a, a Dublin-based holding company that now owns both Air Nostrum and Spain and CityJet, and Air Nostrum fly for Iberia. Okay. They're bigger than us, uh, and, but together we now have a combined fleet of 64 regional aircraft, which makes us the largest regional platform in Europe. Okay, that's, 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 that's encouraging. Am I also right in saying that there's a big opportunity in the wet lease model at the moment because of uh, supply issues in terms of uh, aviation companies uh, basically waiting on planes, that there isn't enough planes uh, to 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 so some of the older planes now are are getting more work than than they ever did. Yeah, the, the the old the old relics are now be, becoming very cherished uh, prizes, really, because there's a lot of there's a lot of issues with new technology engines. In the mad rush on the green narrative, uh, the, the the new engine technology is failing in in, in engines, and and and, and uh, there are a lot of uh, airlines who've taken delivery of new aircraft that have their aircraft grounded after a couple of thousand cycles because they there are there are issues with 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 the engine, especially the Pratt and Whitney, a new high bypass ratio engine, which is uh, the turbofan, which is causing an awful lot of grief. So there is a there is a, a market for our aircraft, but also too, I believe that the larger airlines are beginning to realise that the regional jet is a very good tactical weapon. And uh, coming out of COVID, for example, it was interesting that we were flying routes with our ninety seat jets that were normally the preserve of A three twenties or seven three sevens because the, the loads were lower in the yeah. beginning. But that has led uh, the larger airlines to realise that there are there are low density routes that require frequency to be able to compete with the low-cost carriers. So the, the 90 to 100-seat jet is coming back into favour, which uh, suits, Very us. Interesting. suits us. Finally, can I ask you, you know, as I say, a roller coaster of 30 years, the ups, the highs, the lows. Now that the business is somewhat stabilised, how's the future looking? I think the future, uh, the future is, it's, it's always going to be a challenge in this, in this business, but I think that we understand... Uh, where the future really is now. And I think that uh, we, we know we have our niche. It is, it is wet lease. It is the regional jet. 
uh, we're majoring on the Bombardier CRJ. We have both 100-seaters, CRJ-1000 and 90-seaters, CRJ-900. And our partners in Spain have, have the same aircraft. So uh, that's we see our future very much being a strong long-term partner for the larger carriers, uh, providing a, a, a really, really robust service for them. So I think the future is uh, we have to work at it. Uh, mm. We're going to have to work very hard uh, to, to maintain our position. But I think that being the size we now are uh, in, under the SARA, uh, umbrella of, of of this new alliance, I think that gives us phenomenal strength in depth, and and an opportunity for synergies. Okay, well, we wish you well with that. I know there's probably a row or two left in you yet, Pat. Uh, <laughs> when we look at you uh, taking on whoever it needs to be taken on, but uh, it's been an amazing story and uh, great to talk to you today. And thanks for letting us into your world, uh, Pat Byrne, there, uh, founder and chairman of CityJet. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Bobby. Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at 11 on News Talk.